What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner. Rift 808. I'm Nate. It's your boy, Trent. It's your mom. Whoa! We're back. My mom! <laughs> this is it. This is the final 2020 music review episode. We've been through quite a bit of albums this year. So much good shit, so much bad shit. But this is it. These are the final six. It's been it's been a hell of a 2020 ride. We're gonna do it. We're gonna get into it. But before we do, first we're gonna give a little shout out to Trent. It was his birthday earlier this week. A little happy birthday to you, my dude. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And now, without further ado, let's get on into it. Here, we're gonna start off with first with the villain of the story and their new album, Bloodshot. Trent, go ahead and start us off. Uh, it was quite the album. Um. I do like the sound, uh, and what? How many? Let me let me look at them really quick. I didn't really take a good look at them. How many albums? We oh three albums. Mm-hmm. Three albums, two EPs. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Honestly, I saw this album somewhere, and I do not remember where I saw it. It was and the then you put it Dying Desolation page, right? Yeah. Oh, my, I was the one who told you to put yeah. this. Yeah. So stupid. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, huh, that looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, no, I mean, it. since Dying Desolation shouted them out, I mean, it's you obviously can tell there's some somewhat of a similarity there. Um, and I like the sound of Dying Desolation. I think um, from the self-titled to uh, Paroxysm EP, um... They definitely change, but with like villainous story, you can definitely see where the similarities are, and I think that's why I like this album is because, uh, I mean, Dying Desolation is an upcoming band, fucking amazing, uh, and I can definitely see them doing a tour together, mm-hmm. uh, because of a similar sound and b, uh, I mean, they do they both do really well, uh, I mean. Bloodshot. I mean, honestly, I gotta admit, Bloodshot's uh, album cover is pretty sick too. Uh, but overall, this album, I really, I really enjoyed. It was a, it was a ride, but I enjoyed it. Um, so, not really much to say on it. Uh, but I will give it a solid seven out of ten. All right, good shit. Yeah, I I didn't mind this album. It wasn't anything new that I haven't heard before, but it was definitely something that was like, all right, this is like, this is pretty cool. I could see like the influences that they're picking up on, especially when they started incorporating some of like a, like a little electronic in their music, like a little keyboard uh, instrumentals. I thought that was pretty tight. Uh, there wasn't really anything I could say that was memorable per se about this album. Uh, I mean, I think there was like the third song though that was. That was good. I don't remember the name of it. Um, well, I'm gonna quickly check right here. I'm on the thing. Cause what it, what it gave me, it was one shot was the third song. Yeah, it was either the title track or stuck. It was one of those two that had like a really cool like electronic moment that was like, oh, okay, all right, it's something different. Cause I didn't really hear much of that prior. It might have been in there, but just more so in the background than anything. But it yeah. it stuck out more on that one, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not comparing them to this band at all, but it gave me motionless and white vibes from like some of their electronicy parts, such as the song like Reincarnate. Uh, that's I mean, in villain of the story, I can probably safely say they're 
a metalcore band. I mean, that's as metalcore as it can get, you know? Alternative metal, if you want to even call it that. But, yeah, I still like the sound of it. I like what they're doing, and I hope that they can even improve upon their sound, too, for later releases. Like, incorporating even more of that electronic sound, because I think that that's the best part of the album, just incorporating that with it. So I feel like if they could stick with that and, like, you know, use that more for future releases, that'd be tight, you know? So, yeah, overall, 7 out of 10, not the worst album ever, not the best, right in the middle, pretty average. All I really got to say about that. Sebastian? Oh, yeah, with this one, uh, as they said before, it's nothing that we haven't heard before, especially with metal, you know? There's a lot of, uh, a lot of static kind of sounds between groups. Uh, you know, this one in particular, I did like the artwork a lot. I was hoping it would lead to something a little bit more experimental with the cover or at least something more like beat downish. That's the kind of vibe I got from the Ooh. album art, but get him a tour with pale face, right? Oh, my God, I wish. <laughs> um, oh no, if they open yeah. for pale face, oh dude, they would probably be like, everyone's like, eh, oh, it's okay. Then pale face goes on. Everyone fucking dies in the room. Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody fashion. No, it's all good. Uh but overall with this, I mean I, I felt a lot of parts were overproduced like the singing. Um the cleans were way too manufactured sounding and I, I this has been a gripe I've been having with a lot of metal and I know it's a new stylistic choice to kind of keep up with current trends but I do not like the over layered vocals that are just kind of like mixed together almost robotically it just doesn't come off well especially when you couple that with the screaming that's almost inaudible for some tracks like I I've been kind of like you know very like picky on my sound and of course not every band is going to have fantastic editing fantastic like sound for everything because metal is a very loud genre so it's it's hard to kind of mix everything and get it like equalized very well but i definitely think this uh, album or ep whatever it is kind of um struggled with that and uh because of it you know i felt kind of just meh the whole time and i don't mean to use such basic wording for that but it's the only way i can kind of describe it you know it was it was a good little metal album to kind of like you know wrap up a lot of things for this and i i don't know it's 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 metal i mean i've heard it before and if, if i ever see them in concert i think i'll have a good time but you know i don't really have much to say i gave this one like a five out of ten just due to the fact i was just very much kind of stagnant with my uh, feelings towards it and really go up or down too much and not not to say that there weren't good parts you know that techno part nate mentioned was very cool i uh i like when metal bands try to like throw different kind of like edm sounds into the mix now i i've started to grown on that more uh especially this year and yeah you know it, it worked for this and yeah that's pretty much all i gotta say you know, pretty good effort, but like I said, it's just something I've heard before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally I get it. Th- I, I do want to throw in one thing really quick. Yeah, go for it. Uh, speaking of, like, the, the EDM stuff, if if a band did something like Korn did with Skrillex, 
I would not be opposed because surprisingly, I actually do really like uh, that album that they did. Oh, yeah, definitely. Narcissistic Cannibal, I really, really enjoyed. Like, I'll still listen to that now and again. Like, people shit on it. A I was going to say, but... people do shit on that one, don't they? Yeah, they do. Like, everybody, they're like, oh, well, you, that's such a mix of genres and <laughs> But it's actually, like, really, if you think about it, like, the whole, like, production with that, because, like, you can still hear the bass and the drums and everything. But, I mean, oh. obviously, you have primarily, you know, the whole Skrillex. And that's when Skrillex was, like, just coming up even more, too, right? <laughs> yeah, that was, like, when he was, like, quote, prominent, you know, when EDM, you know, took hold. Dubstep uh, was the, the standard. Dubstep than, yeah, know, I was gonna say I dubstep was the shit at this time. I don't mean to yeah. sound like a, what you call it, like a snob, but like <laughs> I, I do get people yelling at me for confusing the two. Oh, what dubstep, what, and, dubstep EDM? and EDM? Yeah, because I'm like, it's basically just a bunch of sounds thrown. It's the same music. shit, pretty much. To me, like, come it on. Is, but for some, it's like, no, this is my livelihood. If you, like, one's for Acid, one's for Molly. Get it right. You know, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Who knew there right, yeah, so, it's just so Marilyn Manson uh, is in that category. Oh, my God. No, dude, who knew there would be gatekeepers for fucking EDM and dubstep? That's wild. Like, metal, I get. Metal people, I, yeah, sure, it's dumb, but I get it. But for fucking EDM and dubstep, what the fuck, dude? Chill. <laughs> like, to me, like, I will never... I'll never, like, get over it. Like, I just think it's just so meaningless as a genre. And the only way I can consider myself having fun is if I somehow figure out not to have a seizure at a rave. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> other than that, like, I, I can't go to raves. So there's physically just no enjoyment for me when I listen to that music. Right. And, uh, yeah, and that's and because of, like, personal, like, you know health reasons you know and i get yeah. that it's not like you're yeah, not like oh i just don't like it like you know there's a reason for it so no, no no it's it's all good but um all right yeah so let's move on now to the next album here within the ruins and their newest album black heart this is their first album with a new vocalist here after their previous one left the band for health issues and um i followed this band for a while i've actually even seen them live and they were okay i've seen them live twice the first time i saw them was with the original vocalist uh well not the original but the one before this new guy and they were okay the album that they were touring on halfway human was not that good it was actually pretty bland if i'm gonna be honest despite them being a somewhat bland metalcore deathcore gent whatever whatever you want to call it kind of band like that metalcore bland what what no. do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah no it's... open notes what <gasps> zero That's zero, bland. zero. <laughs> dude no but for real though this one um was an improvement from halfway human and like uh i was saying too like when i saw them originally like i said eh, it were okay but the second time i saw them pretty sure that's when they already got like a different vocalist or there was somebody filling in whoever that was excellent he was so good and made the show so much more interesting i'd say to me plus like what they do also at least for that second show i saw if you guys noticed that there's a track on there called a, a take a taxi five 
there's like a whole series of that if it wasn't even obvious but for each album they put out an ataxia song and that tour was the ataxia tour where they played one through four and i thought that was pretty cool like they literally played like bits from each of those uh instrumental pieces and just kind of combined them for like a 10 minute instrumental piece maybe a little less but it's cool i like that oh that's sick yeah right right like that's actually a really cool idea even with like no vocals or anything if you love that style of prog like that's there you go you know but yeah going with this album here it was a little bit bland i will say still i mean there was still nothing like all that interesting in the vocals other than the fact that like it was just the, the growls and like you know that kind of shit that you would hear on almost any release from metalcore deathcore bands like this but the instrumentals Whew. Some of those moments in there, they were tight. Like, I absolutely loved the Genty instrumentals on this one. Like, I think on the title track alone and the song Deliverance, those ones definitely showed. As well as a couple other ones in the middle there, too. Just forget the names of which one it was. But it was still a good release. Uh, like I said, improvement from their last album. I do like this new vocalist. I think he is a little bit better than the original vocalist, so I don't see any problem with that. Plus, they've actually had, like, three other ones prior to this new one including the original one so it's like you know it it's not like there's any there's not a whole lot of consistency in the vocals so which are it's kind of like you're getting a new feature on each album that kind of i, I mean not even really because the last vocalist was on four albums but nevertheless still a good album seven and a half out of ten for me uh yeah hopefully they can uh even improve upon this with a new vocalist on their next releases that's all i got uh sebastian what do you think honestly i did not even put down anything for my notes because i really don't have much to say about this it was and you're gonna hear this this is a big old uh big old continuation this is a theme uh, yeah this is a big old theme of this week is overproduction folks um this one i mean god like this is as metalcore as metalcore gets like jesus christ i yeah this is this is metalcore that that's it i'm sorry i don't i don't mean to not really say much for this but you know i'm sure they're a great band live like you said nate and everything but like i i i just i did not care for this at all it just didn't really give me anything new um, some vocal lines were pretty cool. Uh, I definitely like the screaming parts because that's one thing metalcore never really ceases to amaze me with. But the cleans, I just never feel like they like fit well with it. On this, you know? okay, I will give you that. The cleans on this album do not flow whatsoever. No, not at all. Like the cleans were very, uh, just I don't know, just very like off tone for the rest of the music around it, like. Yeah, yeah, that's another theme you'll hear this week. But like, freaking, uh, forgot what was it? I, let me, let me, let me check this really quick. Um, writes down nothing and forgets what he said. <laughs> Who does? I, I was, I, I'm trying here, boys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, with with this, like, I mean, one thing I will say is I do like the cover art, and it kind of misled me into thinking it was something different. Uh, you know, I get that a lot, because you know, never judge a book by its cover, but sometimes you gotta, you know, sometimes the art's so good, and then you're like, man, it's hyping me up for something, and you put on the song, it's like, yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I mean, 
at least it was not the longest album in the world, so at least I didn't have to sit through the blandness more than 30 minutes, you know? Um, yeah, it was... Yeah. Uh, the song I was thinking of was Burn the Foundation. I I thought the screams on that one were pretty damn good in and of itself. Um, that was the only one I actually added to my master playlist, so at least they get a master playlist. Uh, what you call it? Master playlist song or two, so... I gave them another five out of five because you five know, out of five, I, or five out of ten. I'm <laughs> I sorry. Five, yeah, it perfect score. Perfect. Fuck, Fuck this said. album. <laughs> perfect album. It's a conspiracy, guys. I goddamn <laughs> wanted to. I wanted to like throw you guys a goddamn uh, throw a fastball. Yeah, throw a fastball on you. Yeah, it turned out to be my favorite album of the year. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> sorry, Run the Duels. You guys lost. <laughs> but um, you know. Laughing aside, I yeah, this album five out of ten, definitely run of the mill. I got you, I got you, Trent. Um, let us see here. I don't remember what the album is. I want to see really quick. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a theme. I feel like for like metalcore or deathcore bands that have like gent influences. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh that yeah was a cool one. Um, yeah I. I really did like it. It was it was really cool, um, and honestly, for like you know, we we, we talk about metalcore a lot. I mean, same shit, different day. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, I do think that like, this is probably, uh, for me personally, a better one that I've heard. Um, I have heard of Within the Runes before. My guess is probably from Unite. <laughs> probably, honestly, I would um, be surprised. Yeah, uh, but no, I, I I did like it. Um, there, I mean, obviously the usual metacore stuff that you know we talk about, you know. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> wait, did you do triplets? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but no, I, in all, uh, I mean, it's it's your basic metacore um, with a little bit of you know. I think a little bit more techno than standard metalcore, I would say. Um, there's a little little techno aspect. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'll give this one a 7 out of 10. I'll probably, this is probably a theme for me of 7 out of 10s for the week. Mm. Uh, That's a big one for me, you? honestly, this week, yeah. I totally yeah, get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, keep doing what they're doing, you know? I mean, it, it's working, so you hit them up. <laughs> hit them up. You heard it here first. All right, let's move on now to a very fun album. A very fun album. Uh, Young Gravy's Gasanova. Sebastian, go ahead and start us off with this one. Wow, okay. You'll be second. Don't worry. Second is the best. Call I'm the one who told you about this on here. Um. <laughs> Sebastian's <laughs> just, uh. <laughs> uh. Give, me the, give me the mashed potatoes because Gravy's going on them, boys. Uh. You know, the first song, I I was in for it, like, just completely. Like, you knew you knew that was going to go on the master playlist, whether or not. <laughs> uh, the fact that they used the uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia theme in the background, the fact that has uh, Ski Mask, the uh, slump god on it, <laughs> uh, definitely adds a... Uh, definitely adds a lot more uh, girth for this album for me. But that's, again, that's just one song. Um, I... God, there's so many dick jokes I can just throw out here, but um, yeah, it's just I, I really, I, I really did like 
this album as a whole though it was not what i was expecting um i thought this was gonna be more of a joke album because i've never really heard young gravy before i uh, heard the name plenty of times because i have a couple of good friends of mine that listen to him a lot but Hi. This, <laughs> yeah i mean like you know it, it's good i i definitely can see myself listening to more of his work uh, definitely after, probably after this week, I'll start listening to more of uh, Young Gravy and whatnot, and starting to get more uh, inclined with his music. But yeah, I, I, I thought this album was very well flowed. Uh, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the rap callbacks that he uses were uh, very good. Um, yeah, I mean overall, like I, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, didn't really do much for me other than that. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good rap album this year. Um, I mean, rating aside, like I, I do think this is probably like a good start for me to start getting more into this kind of music. Um, yeah, definitely a good seven out of ten for me. Good shit, Trent. Go ahead. Uh, so. Nate, Nate, have you ever listened to Young Gravy? I was gonna mention in my uh, my part of it, but I will say like my favorite song of his is uh, with Puya called "The Boys Are Back in Town." Oh my god, I love that fucking song. Oh yeah, you went with the shits. Yeah. You went with the shits. You went with the shits. <laughs> I love that song. Yeah, I I mean I, it's funny because like, uh, when TikTok came around, um, the song. Fuck, what song is that? Hold on, I can't think of it. It's the song where he's like, Juice, soft, little bit of dress, ice, wrist, little bit of... You know, and that was a TikTok thing uh, for a little bit. And everyone's like, yeah, that one TikTok. So I'm like, bro, that's Young Gravy. And I'm like, who's that? I'm like, he sings the fucking song. I want to see what song that is. Hold on. Is that... That's, oh, that's not One Thought, Two Thought. That's... That is a popular I, one of his that I know. Uh, yeah, and that's a good song. Uh, I, mean, I forgot about him for a little bit um, until he released Tampa Bay Bust Down, which was a single in 2019, um, which is the last song off of this album, which that song is a banger. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it off of Snow Cougar, was it? Hold on. I... I God, I can't even think of the song. Um, doesn't matter. Um, oh, you know what? No, it's not. Okay. I thought it was one thought. Um, um, but no, I love Young Gravy. I'm white. I mean, it's definitely my kind of music. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but this album overall, really, really good. Really fun album. Uh, it's definitely one that I would play if you two were over, over just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, it is, it's, it's just that good. You know, I, it, it's a, it's like, if you got your boys, you know, and you're like, look, there's this album I want to show y'all. You guys are gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, and like, you know, Sebastian said, starting off with that song with Ski Mask, like, you already know it's gonna be good. Uh, and honestly, he has some pretty good people on this uh, on this album. Uh, you know, he's got Chief Keep. Um, <laughs> that song with Chief Keep. <laughs> <I laughs> oh, drip on my dresser. Good song. Um, yeah, Yup was uh, an interesting one. 
Uh, cause that was the music video where he's in the office or some shit. And it was oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martha Stewart. You want to talk about a song? <laughs> I'm in the kitchen with your mom, like I'm Martha Stewart. Oh, <laughs> uh, I and that's like, that's the funny thing about Young Gravy. He always talks about um, like no, it says it says like thing, um, but. It's definitely a style of rap that, like, I'm glad that you like Sebastian because it's obviously way different than what you're used to listening to. Um, <clears throat> but I'm glad, like, both of you like it. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, that's one that I, like, never really mentioned because, like, it is way different than anything that I listen to. But it's, like, it's kind of like one of those, uh, what do they call them? No, I can't remember what they call them. Like, something I want to admit. Wait, what? God, I can't think of it. It's like, what, what is it called when like, you you like something but you don't want to admit it? Oh, and guilty like, pleasure. Can... Guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that, uh, that really goes in the Young Gravy's t- territory with pleasure. Um, <clears throat> but uh, you know, Young Gravy's kind of like a guilty pleasure for me because like, it's uh, you know, yeah, I got my middle stuff and you know, I like my you know usual Ram, you know, Kendrick, whatever. Um, and then there's Young Gravy, and I think him coming out. Uh, when he did is really, uh, it's 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 pinnacle to the rap community because I think if he keeps going with this and his his whole shtick, um, that it can really make an impact on like on our generation at least. <clears throat> so I'm losing my voice here. Um, you know, overall amazing album, ten out of ten for me because I really just love Young Gravy. Um, I don't know if it'll go on. Uh, my list, but ten out of ten because it's it, it's a fucking banging album. Go listen to it; you're gonna love it. Absolutely, yeah. This album was like my first of mine of uh, first for me. Listen to from Young Gravy. I've only heard like a couple other songs before. Like I said, the boys are back in town. Easily my favorite song of his. It's just oh, it's so fun. It's so catchy. But yeah, this album, like you guys said, the opening with Ski Mask. So fucking good. Martha Stewart, great song. I really loved Whole Foods featuring BB No Money. That one was really fun, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything about that one was just great. The features, solid. Like you said, Trent, with Chief Keef even. He's in a couple tracks here. It was, yeah, it was a very fun album. It was, I was expecting, like, a little bit of, like, you know, it sounding kind of stupid. Because it's just, like, you know, everything about it is just like, okay, this is silly, you know. But it's not, like, too dumb. It's actually, like, tolerable enough to be like, okay, this is actually really fun and enjoyable. He's not going too far. I mean, there's a couple tracks here. I forgot exactly which ones, but there was ones I could, like, I could have lived without. But it was still fun. Like, it was still an experience, I'd say. And I definitely will listen to his older stuff, especially Sensational. That one has uh, The Boys Are Back in Town on it, so I really want to hear what else is on there. And it also has One Thought, Two Thought on there, too. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. My final verdict, I say I'd give it an 8 out of 10. It was very enjoyable. And, yeah, like I said, I'm definitely going to look more into him because he is fun. And I hope Ski Mask can even feature on another song of his, too, sometime in the future. Because he does. That, his feature alone was just not only the best, but like you were saying, Sebastian, it's Ski Mask. Like, he's he's awesome. He's amazing. Hopefully we get a new Ski Mask album soon, too, because that's something I could definitely use in my life. But, Yeah. We have some more albums to come, but before we do, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we are back. Let's kick it back into it here with the new Bill Murray album, Aggie Pocket. Uh, Sebastian, go ahead. Go ahead and start us off. 
bro this ghostbusters 3 is looking crazier and crazier but um <laughs> yeah uh I, another funny thing i thought this was called edgy pocket and i was yeah like i said like i i sometimes i'm a bit dyslexic when reading albums for the <laughs> first time and i thought this was edgy just like last week i thought the beba doobie was fucking flowers you know um yeah, Fuck so, it, flowers. <laughs> that would have been a way better title, and just have like nothing like funny about it. Just have it be like still the same album, but just with. <laughs> but, Fuck uh, it, we'll do a lie. Do a lie. Fuck it. <laughs> but um, yeah, the production on this, woo, it was uh, it was it was a it was a thing, man. It it was pretty abysmal. I did not like the way they did John Mess's verse on uh, on one of the songs there. Um, you know, I was going into this with a lot of high hopes because I have been hearing Bill Murray on a lot of different like bands and stuff like that as a feature artist. So I was really excited to hear what uh, Bill Murray put out by himself. And I had the same effect I got from the baby being that all of it to me was just not that good at all i just thought it was a complete clusterfuck of sounds that just barely went together um you know one hand it sounds like post malone and then like other hand it just sounds like a really shitty metalcore you would hear in the hot topic you know um the background progression the background percussion sounded like somebody was beating it the whole time like i i don't know what I don't know how to wow it, but the fucking drums just sound like someone just fucking wanking it the whole time and it's just it was really off-putting, and I don't know if it was intentional, but, like, yeah, whatever, you, whatever drum setting you're using on your drum pad, I do not like it at all. Um, you know, it just it just did not flow well whatsoever. I really was, like, hard-pressed to find myself uh, finishing this album. You know, it took me two days to listen to the full thing because I, I made a vow, even if I don't like an album, to uh, keep listening anyway because... If, if if I can find at least one or two good things about it, I'll I'll you know keep going. Like, I I did think the vocals were pretty good. I mean, the guy is not a bad singer. I uh, just didn't like the songs at all. I mean, it just it just did not really go well altogether. You know, I I love genre bending and all that, but sometimes when you're throwing a very different sounds altogether it just you just kind of feel like you're opening a barrel of monkeys but you're pulling out gorillas you know it's like what the fuck is going on you know it's just i did not enjoy this whatsoever it's probably one of my least favorite albums of this year um yeah i the only thing i really liked about it was the probably the art on the front of it i would say that's probably my favorite part of the album uh other than that this is a that one out of ten for me big big uh hit or sorry big miss for me <laughs> big <not>. hit <laughs> big hit uh yeah it just I i'm sorry like hit or miss i guess they never <laughs> miss huh uh yeah so like i said i like bill murray as a feature artist but as a solo artist not my thing at all uh, maybe I can go back and listen to some older tracks and whatnot, and maybe that might change my mind. But yeah, this album definitely didn't do it for me. I understand. So yes, I will say that maybe you'll appreciate his older stuff more because 
here's the thing. Uh, he's been making music for like a few years now, maybe like three, maybe four. I don't remember exactly at the moment. This is his 10th album. And all of them are pretty different, you know, like especially his later ones. That's definitely more on the experimental end than anything. And I like that he does that personally. It's just it's something to spice it up, you know, at least in my opinion. Um, I, I didn't mind this album at all. I like the songs. I mean, it wasn't like anything that's so memorable. But like, I mean, absolutely cranking my muffin hog. <laughs> that one was that one was great. That one was a great song. Uh, if I'm telling you right now, whether you love this album, whether you hate this album, whether you're mixed, the music video for that song is the shit. It's so fucking funny, and it's so good. Like, it's it's a meme. It's entirely a meme. And, like, for both you guys and the audience, highly recommend just watching it for shits and giggles because it's so good. It's just the best. And I'll also give a shout-out to uh, the My Feelings Have Feelings music video as well. He literally just, like, in that one alone, just puts his head in frames of band vocalists or band members in, like, emo music videos. And it's just him singing his song. It's great. It's excellent. 10 out of 10 good meme but yeah this album I, I liked it i didn't mind it it's it it was decent you know i just haven't always been indulged with his other material other than his older albums i forget which one it was exactly but like he had a song on one of his albums called drone and it was actually like heavier his older stuff is actually a little bit heavier uh at least a couple of them are than what you hear on this album but i like it i like how he just you know goes all over the place with it so my overall thing with him eight out of ten for sure i love the direction that he goes with his albums i enjoyed this one unfortunately nothing too memorable but you know i, th I think it's still worth a listen that's just my opinion that's all i gotta say trent um i am in agreement with sebastian on this one uh <laughs> the vote <laughs> oh, sad. Just be crying. Don't worry. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I was kind of hyped uh, because the album art looks kind of like really cool, um, but I was disappointed, sadly. Um, yeah, it's just I feel like I have to be in like a certain mood to appreciate this. Um, and I no idea what mood that is, but it's a mood. Um, uh, it's just, it's, it's weird. Uh, not in a bad way. It's just like, like I said, you know, you gotta be in a certain mood or like a certain like headspace to be able to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you said, like you said, his older stuff is heavier. So, you know, I, I probably will go check that out. Um, but yeah, it was just. It was just all over, all over the place, um, but I, you know, the vocals, like I said, were they they were good, uh, but the yeah, it's to me it was just like kind of like a mod podge shit thrown together. Um, the quality of it was just really weird. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird to put into words because it's such like it's so whack. <laughs> like, it's like nothing that I don't think I've listened to anything like this before. Like, is there like a hog core? Like, is that a. It's a. I consider it meme core. 
I'm not gonna lie. It's it's just it's metalcore and like I guess post hardcore, but like just memes. You know what else is meme core? Tell me. Acidic vaginal liquid explosion generated by mass amounts of filthy fecal fisting and sadistic septics and full excitement inside the infected maggot infested womb and the less than known who's dying under the roof of a burning church while priest watches and ejaculates an immense perverse pleasure over his first fresh fetus. Trent just pranked us all. One breath. They actually they were labeled as meme core. Um, mm-hmm. Because the song dicks out for Harambe. Um, but no, yeah, this, this album, um, yeah, I, I will go back and, and listen, uh, because I'm, I think Sebastian, I don't know if you talked about this when we were recording, but, um, like we, I hate, like, you know, this, this saying, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. We kind of do that. I, I'm, I mean, everyone's at fault for it. You can't help it. Um, like an artist that we don't know. And, like, we listen to their new album, and then we're just like, oh, this is... If we don't like it, then, like, we don't really, you know, seek out and, like, you know, search for other stuff that may or may not be good. And I I am at fault for that, uh, 100%. I'm gonna... I'm not gonna tell you that I'm not. I'm human. Um, but I, I feel like this is a, a, a good example of that, where, like, I really didn't like this. But, Nate, if you say their other stuff is good, then, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go check it out. You might like it. I mean, it's not always going to be, like, um, it's not always going to be super heavy or, like, you know, don't expect, like, you know, the heaviest thing ever. But there's definitely, like, uh, yeah, yeah. like this I said, the song Drone, definitely, like, one of his good heavy songs, older heavy songs. So, yeah. Yeah, hope, hope yeah, you enjoy it. It's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. So I'm going to go on a tangent about this because this is something that I want to talk to talk about for a long time is, like, kind of. I did it with Taylor Swift a little bit mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, everybody liked it, it. Well, at least our age, everybody knows, like, the old Taylor Swift, you know. That's what – at least that's what I grew up on because um, I had a – I have an older sister, so. <laughs> um, and when Taylor Swift was getting big and I, like – I don't mind the old Taylor Swift stuff. And, like, her album came out and I – in my head, I immediately thought this is going to be garbage. And, like, that kind of goes with the whole judging about by its cover, because, like, the quote, the new Taylor Swift or whatever. Um, and, yeah, I just... It's it's one of the things that I just wanted to get off my chest, you know? Um, because, like, it's not going to be a New Year's resolution thing, because uh, I really hate the idea of New Year's resolutions, because everyone sticks home for about two weeks, and then they're gone. Um, but I, And they, it, for the listeners, you know, don't... What we say doesn't define, you know, the taste of music or what you should listen to. Like, like we said in multiple episodes, like, we're just here to give you, you know, what we find. Our takes, um, our opinions, the music for the people like you. Exactly. Um, and that's what, that's what we want to be. So don't take everything we say. Some of the stuff, a lot of the stuff we say is a joke. Because um, <laughs> that's just how it is. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things I got to... I will, for the new year, starting on January 1st, that I will hopefully stop doing because, uh, you know, new lights that I want to, you know, expand horizons. Actually, Spotify wrapped. I was laughing at that. Um, if any of you guys have are listening to us on Spotify, um, 
Spotify Wrapped, uh, because we do a, a podcast about music, it's like, you discovered 400 new genres. I was like, what the f-? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this? And it was like, you discovered, like, 400 new artists. So I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Thanks. Um, yeah, it was funny, because, like, it's like, oh, here's your top genres. It was like, rock was number one, uh... Some some metalcore was number two. Oh, alt metal was number two. <laughs> melodic metal rap core. was, rap was rap was three. Melodic metalcore was four, uh, and then five was just metal. And I was just like, wow. I mean, we listened to a lot of stuff, so it's like that that kind of plays into it. So I knew it was gonna mine was gonna be a little wonky, um, but it didn't change like my top artists and top song and stuff. Yeah, mine was I listened to a four hundred and two genres, including one hundred and forty five new ones. I'm like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, like, and we 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 have so much stuff. Also, I think Apple did a thing about like it wasn't like it was like Spotify Wrapped, but it was like I don't remember what it was called, but it was like literally just all the brand Spotify Wrapped. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but moving on. Moving <laughs> on now. Let's head on into it here with the new King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard, KG. And I'm going to have Trent start this off since I had Sebastian start off with the one that was Trent's album. And I literally just... And you canceled talked me. Talked for 10 minutes. Roasted me on it. Um, no, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. I want to shout out Sebastian here uh, for showing me King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard. Um... Sebastian has talked to, it's in the time I've known Sebastian in the God was it maybe almost all I know it's since seventh grade yeah <laughs> since seventh it's it's got to be almost a decade at this point yeah. I think um but in the time I've known Sebastian I don't know how long you've known of King of the Wizard but ever since you found out about them it's always a band that comes up and I never listened and it's like one of those things where like you say it and I'm like I'm, I'm not gonna check him out because <laughs> that's just me um and i'm sad that i that i didn't check him out because uh they are really really good and i would definitely go see him if they ever came around um and it's it's an interesting style what they do but uh i'll let sebastian go into the you know the technicalities with that one because he knows more than i do uh, but the KG album, really, really good. Um, I like prog stuff, and this is, like, definitely up there. This album is definitely, I would put in the prog realm uh, because of uh, the instrumentation and even, like, yeah, the vocal style, too, a little bit. Because, I mean, you've got, you know, some heavy vocals, because we also got, like, they were also melodic as well. Uh, and I, I really like that. It kind of reminded me of... Um, like Opeth a little bit uh, and Opeth is one of my favorite bands so I really just the first song um, what the fuck was it called KGWL yeah King of the Lizard um, it, I mean it starts out you know we got the cool little whatever yeah yeah the, the first song was like an intro a little mm-hmm. instrumental thing um, and it I feel like that tied into the, their Australian roots um, a bit, which was really cool to see. I don't know if they do it on every album or whatever, um, but it was really cool. Uh, but the album overall, I'd give this a solid 8 out of 10. 
Um, nothing bad to say about it. I just don't really know King Ezra Lizard too much. Um, so I don't have you know, a lot to say, but I'm glad that Sebastian pestered me so much about this band. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Sebastian, go ahead. Yeah, this is um this group I have grown a huge, huge uh liking for boner for. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Like, um, you know, Trent kinda returned the favor over the years with like showing me like bands like Gojira and uh other groups like that. But like when when I first showed him uh King Gizzard, it was uh the album Infest the Rat's Nest, which was their previous work uh released last year. I um you know I, I showed I showed them a lot of like you know a lot of the songs from it and whatnot I described it as kind of like sludge metal but if the sludge was spewing out faster um you know it was a very crazy sound but that album aside this album uh, KG was very 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 different um, you know, it reminded me a lot, as Nate pointed out, uh, it reminded me a lot of Fair to Midland, mm -hmm. where they kind of do a lot of uh, different sounds and how, how the singers do kind of fall into a similar line with their vocal timbre. Uh, with Daro uh, from um, what you call it, Fair to Midland, you know, very like soft spoken, but also you hear a Bond songs like Ricky Tiki Tavi and Musical Chairs, where He's like completely like going. They do Ricky Kitabi. Yep. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, like in just from that alone, you can tell like you know the heaviness of both bands uh, is just unparalleled. Like it's not like you know beat down type of heavy, but like when you hear their voices, you're like, man, that's just raw as shit. It's honestly Dude, it's, as alternative metal. So I was gonna say it's as alternative metal as alternative metal can get. Oh yeah. Oh. I agree. Um, you know, other than that, like, this has a lot of cool, like, medieval sounds to it. Almost um, very traditional sounding, as Trent pointed out. Like, they went very hard in the uh, let's not use typical instruments category. And I respect them for it a lot. You know, they used, uh, they used bongos in some songs. Like, they used, uh, like, kettle drums and stuff like that. And you can... You can definitely hear it throughout it. Like it just—it doesn't sound like anything I've really heard this year. Um, you know, I did not enjoy it as much as the last album. So, you know, that's just more the thrashy boy in me, like saying, like, yeah, like this is still great though, but definitely not as good as like the last album, where it just it was just balls to the wall heaviness. Um, the vocals, you know. They traded that gruff kind of like glottally sound for a more like airy soft kind of approach, you know, and I, I think it actually sounds fucking great. Like he, they've done uh, later vocals before with um, with their with their first album and everything. And I'm glad they brought it back. I am definitely, definitely glad that they're not just trying to do one genre or anything that they're consistently changing it up and consistently keeping the same amount of quality um yeah other than that like i really enjoyed just the flow of this album too uh you know listening to it the whole time and at the end you did get a heavier one with uh let me remember the song here 
I actually only listened to this album once uh, for this. I, I I tried listening to more, but I was very busy this week with work and whatnot. But um, what was it? Oh yeah, the Hungry Wolf of Fate. That song, insanity! Holy shit! Like. Uh, just when I thought this album would just be a nice light breeze, they just decide to throw a tropical storm in the mix that just throws everything off and just says, you know what, fuck it, let's just infest the rat's nest once again. And it's like right at the end, too. Right, right at the end, just when you think the roller coaster's done, they just throw a quick, like, cherry hill in or something, you know. It's it's really good. Um, another song I really liked from it was Honey. That song had a very infectious melody, and... Um, yeah, and the bass work on this too. I was listening to it a lot. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but they use these instruments called microtonal instruments as well as the uh, traditional ones that they have in this. And microtonal, it's just, it's hard to explain. I'm not much of a microtonal player myself, but instead of a guitar having a normal like uh, 20 frets to 24, imagine like a guitar that has frets all over the board are just scattered in all different areas and it's all jagged and some are going one way and others are going another it's just so you can get very uh very small different tones like the micro tone suggests uh so i i think that's a cool little gimmick that they have and honestly not much of a gimmick more of just their style but yeah australia has been just coming out with some kick ass music and uh, yeah they're just a shining example on just how amazing that country uh that country's talent is so this one i'm giving it a strong nine out of ten um i don't think it's quite 10 out of 10 range for me just because i do think it's a bit short for my liking with them i wish there could have been a little bit more of the uh a little bit more of the atmospheric kind of sound but like i said i enjoy what they gave me here Definitely not a Costco sample. More of a uh, Costco sample. You know, it was uh, very good. You know, I just, yeah, definitely listened to it. Very, very good album. Absolutely. Yeah, I enjoyed this one for it being my first King Gizzard album. Uh, I got a lot of Pink Floydy vibes with the psychedelics, uh, the psychedelic vibe that they were putting off with that, which I hello of course i would fuck with because pink floyd's my shit <laughs> uh yeah like i told you sebastian some fair to midland vibes as well like i i'm gonna check here real quick i'm pretty sure if i'm not mistaken that fair to midland yeah arrows and anchors came out first before uh any of the releases it seems like from uh king gizzard there was a uh, 2011 so it wasn't too far off uh not saying that king gizzard took some influences from them i'd be very impressed and you know kind of caught off guard if that's the case i guess he did come around the same time if you want to include king gizzard's eps but um no yeah fair to midland i know you talked about that as your uh recommendation sebastian and i've mentioned i mentioned it before to you in the past but man what a band it's such a shame that they're not around anymore arrows and anchors is such an underrated album but back to king gizzard yeah kg was a solid album that's there's not too much I'm going to say about it, really. It was just a very enjoyable album to listen to while just, like, like what I was doing. I was just kind of, like, doing some chores around here, like, getting some work done. Like, I did a little bit of the dishes. And, like, you know, then at one point when I was done with that, I was just kind of, like, vibing to the music, you know. It's one of two. I mean, the second one's going to come here pretty shortly. But one of two albums that, like, 
I feel like it's best to listen to it as a whole album rather than singles alone. But this one is the one where, like, you could still listen to the singles alone, like, and nothing would affect the album. So, yeah, with that, uh, I gave this album 7 out of 10. Uh, it's something I want to return to as well as their older material because I had no clue they had so many fucking albums, dude. 16 albums now. That's that's nuts. And they don't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. I mean, shit, they sometimes – looks like 2017, they had, what, like four or five albums that came out in one year? Like, that's crazy. Good for them, though, for being, like, that creative I mean, go off. I mean, it's a psychedelic band, so it's like you know the juices are pumping with whatever they're taking, whatever they're smoking in that band. But regardless, they're really good musicians. I'm glad I got to listen to this album, and I look forward to listening to more from them. Absolutely. But yeah, we will now move on to the final album of today, the return of Busta Rhymes and his new album, Extinction Level Event 2, The Wrath of God. So I'm going to go first here because uh, knowing me, uh, I have a very different take than both of you. But I will say I really enjoyed this album. It was a very good album for me to just sit down and, like, actually listen to. I really didn't do – like, I this is an album – like, very rarely I do this. I just, like, sit down and listen to it. Like, maybe I'll be on my phone or whatever, like, scrolling it through Instagram or Facebook. But this one, like, I was – genuinely listening to like most of this album and i i really enjoyed it this is an album though where like i can't listen to any of these songs probably by themselves only a handful of them i could though like for one thing i know that the song that featured kendrick lamar uh look over your shoulder that was a good one on its own and then i'm gonna try to pull up the other one here because there's one other one that i really enjoyed because of like the uh the beats in the background uh slow flow that was one of them. And I also liked, surprisingly, Where I Belong with Mariah Carey. I was really surprised I even liked that one. But this is an album that like you generally should just listen to by itself. It is kind of long. It's well over an hour. Um, for a return album, I thought it was pretty decent. I was thought it was fairly decent, actually. And I definitely need to just listen to some of his older stuff. Because even prior to this, I haven't listened to like a whole lot of his discography. And I'm not saying that this is his best album yet either. I That would be incredibly biased considering I don't even know his other albums. But uh, whenever he's featured on something that I've heard, it's pretty tight. You know, the first time I ever heard of him was at Look At Me Now, Chris Brown. You know, that was a, a that was like a while ago, actually, kind of think of it now. But, yeah, I, I, for the time, that was a good song. Nowadays, like, you kind of look back, you're like, eh, it's Chris Brown, eh, whatever. But this album, too, with uh, all these Chris, the Chris Rock, uh, <laughs> not even, like, samples. Like, that's actually just Chris Rock featured on it. He's just, like, you know, praising Busta Rhymes, basically. Like, you know, giving him some love, just shouting out how he's the fucking god and shit on, like, four or five of these tracks maybe even more but i i like that i thought that was fun and enjoyable just to hear chris rock just going off about buster rhymes it was really fun um i guess one of the negative things to you about this is just like the opening track i was a little worried because it was a seven minute opener with like just a lot of like almost it, it was just build up basically like with that whatever sample or whatever they were using i was just kind of worried about that but no the album just flowed from there and i thought it was pretty solid so yeah i'm giving it an 8 out of 10 gonna listen to more buster rhymes old material 
And, uh, yeah. Oh, one other thing I wanted to add. I do like that it was still able to give, like, 90s vibes, too. Like, you can totally tell that, like, Bust, even if you've never heard of Busta Rhymes before, but, like, you still know and are familiar with, like, 90s hip-hop and rap, you could just kind of tell that, like, those are the vibes that are coming off this album. But, yeah, that's just the other thing I wanted to mention. So, yeah, that's all I really got to say about it. Uh, Trent, go ahead. So, Busta Rhymes. Um, I mean, if you know hip-hop, you know, like, 90s and stuff, um, then you've probably heard the name Busta Rhymes. If you haven't, then... What? what, what? <laughs> um, but no, I never really listened to Busta Rhymes. It's not really what I grew up with. I didn't really grow up with hip-hop. Um, but I will say that uh, this album... Definitely for its length, uh, I did laugh at the Chris Rock shit. <laughs> uh, after a while, it did get annoying, um, and I think that was only for what the first half of the album. No, even like that, in the middle and like end too. Like he middle, was, okay, he was... I, yeah, it was like it it calmed down towards the uh, like the two thirds uh, part of the album. A lot of good people on this album, a lot of good features. Uh, Like Nate said, you know, the song song with Kendrick I actually really did like. And I didn't have to look at it. it. I was just like, oh, that's Kendrick. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, And I didn't realize that was Mariah Carey. Um, Yeah, I didn't really look at most of these. I I knew it was Crush Rock because he has such a distinct voice. Um, Okay. Had Rick Ross on a song. Ooh. That oh okay, that's who the the one I was thinking of was Rick Ross because I didn't um I didn't know who that was. But yeah, he um was was it the one song he's talking about Nicki Minaj was was this one? Oh, I don't remember. God, there one thing with this. There's somebody's talking about Nicki Minaj. Um, but yeah, doesn't matter. Um. Uh, in all, um, I probably would rate it a six only because, uh, I know Sebastian's going to go more in depth with this, um, but the vocals and instrumentals really didn't mix well. It was a little bit overpowering at some times and it was kind of all over the place. Uh, and for a comeback album, and like what Nate, you, you said earlier that uh, he was, you know, taking his time with it. You know, he wanted to, you know, sit down and take some time. Um, and I mean, for what he did, and I can see where, you know, he wanted to take time with it because there are a lot of uh, politically and racially charged themes. Oh uh, yeah, that, there's yeah, a I can lot tell on this album. A lot. Uh, the one, the one song where I like really uh, started like listening in on it, and I actually went back to a few songs. Um, to like try and like re you know get get that grasp of it was the one song where he's talking about um uh, it might have been the Mariah Carey song actually uh, where he's talking about uh, like his son or something mm-hmm. and like not being able to see his son and I was just like wow you know like because that, that that that's an issue that a lot of people face nowadays um you know I in all uh, 
six out of ten, it was just it was just jumbled all over the place. So. I got you. Uh, Sebastian. So yeah, with this one, I was not very uh not very keen on. Uh, I've been a pretty not I wouldn't say big Buster Rhymes fan, but I would say he definitely knows how to make my playlist, you know, like my music listening day, like a little bit better. You know, uh, he's a huge, huge influence for the community. I mean, he's like one of the first like groundbreakers of like fast rap and whatnot. Cause that guy, I mean, he can spit. I mean, God. Yeah, and that like, Mariah Carey track, that's when he did. He was spitting on that one. Right. Oh yeah. Also, the feature of Mariah Carey, beautiful. I, I I love Mariah, and I sadly, uh, I don't know. I, I wish she still made music, but then again, when she was in her heyday, she was like top of the world. So I, I'm, you know, I'm okay if she doesn't do anything else. But you know, I I miss Mariah quite a bit. So it was good seeing her again or hearing her again. Um, yeah. But overall, this album's just a bit of a mess for me. Uh, it's it's pretty long for most rap albums. Uh, Nate pointed out that this is actually shorter than the Trippy Red album. Oh, I I checked it actually. It's about the same length. Believe it or not. Oh, okay. But yeah, I didn't feel like the Trippy Red one was nearly as long as this. Like just when I was listening to it, I was, I was like, I was like, yeah, I can I can vibe with this. And maybe because like I was probably doing something else, or uh, I don't know. It just it felt like it was so much shorter. But uh yeah this album it just kept dragging and dragging and the references like uh not the references but the samples that he used were very off-putting i'm not talking about the chris rock ones those are good you know chris rock love them uh but they threw poison in there uh and i, I was not expecting that song to be thrown in there uh don't think it mixed very well with his voice because you know bus rhymes has a very gruff gritty voice and when you couple that with the clean vocals of i'll be there by the jackson five and poison no <laughs> like that doesn't it, it just didn't work for me like the you know uh buster rhymes was uh he's he was told like i was looking at like some info behind this album and he uh, reportedly talked to dr dre saying like uh, you know, Dr. Dre saying like, yeah, you should be patient, take a lot of time before you release your next album, and which he did, it took seven years, but or eight years, and uh, I really don't think that he really took those eight years because some of these songs just felt like they were first drafts. Uh, you know, I I hate to not throw any specific examples, but he loses his timing on some of these beats and it kind of is very very apparent to me like i i was listening to a track and i'm like was my spotify skipping or something because like it seemed like he was a bit offbeat not like in an intentional way like kind of more like i fucked up kind of way uh and uh, you know he always he, and he talked about in this album about like how heavy he is you know like metallica but it felt more like the heaviness of Saint Anger uh, more than anything. Uh, it was just very, just like tangy and just not well mixed together. Like, you know, the fucking cum splatter on load and reload. Um, you know, other than that, the Q-tip feature, I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I really love when he 
works with a tribe called Quest a lot. Um, but other than that, it was a bit self-pandering with uh, the Chris Rock things a little bit, talking about how much he's a god and all that. Yes, the guy is very influential. Uh, very influential. There's no doubt about it. But kind of like Corey motherfucking Taylor, uh, this is a bit too much. You know, it's just, okay, we get it, you're amazing, but give us some music to back that claim. Uh, you know, I don't think that it was... I don't know, I just, I feel like this album was very last minute, and the songs that were good were great, but the songs that were bad, which was most of them, I, I'm sorry, like, this album, like, if you want to talk about hit or miss, like, this is definitely the definition of it because I just really found myself just looking at my watch, you know, bringing that back, you know, just waiting for this fucking thing to end because I'm just like, God, this is taking forever. And it's just like these uh, features that just keep like, you know, or, or these samples that like carry on to, you know, the next song, like uh, I'll be there was put in two songs on this album, two songs that had the same sample, you know, and I, I just, I didn't like it that much. Um, you know, Busta, I love you, man, but this is definitely not my favorite work. I gave this one a 2 out of 10. Ooh. Well, there you have it. There's our takes, and that is it. That is the final week of new music of 2020. There you have it, folks. In the coming weeks now, we will be giving you guys our favorite songs of the year and, of course, album of the year. With our top 10 other albums of the year, too, that we enjoyed this year alone. Uh, but before we go, as always, album recommendations for the viewers at home. I will start off, since I already found my album here, I'm going to go with Tyler the Creator's Goblin. It's definitely his one of his darkest work, uh, probably besides Bastard, which I have yet to listen to yet, but I pretty sure it goes along the same lines as like that darker vibe that he used to go with like he doesn't consider himself horrorcore but there's definitely like the vibes that come off it with some of these songs for sure uh i mean this is where he got his start on goblin with yonkers and she being the two leading uh singles from this album alone some other enjoyable ones i'd have to say were uh radicals tron cat her was pretty solid you know the whole album's great and it's definitely like one of those albums where like whenever i return to it i always forget like damn this one's actually like a solid album like you think with how different he sounds now on igor and you compare that to goblin it's like it's almost shocking to hear that that's the same person you know but he's come a long way and in one decade alone he is just reinvented his entire sound and you got to give the man credit so yeah goblin is basically back to the roots that's my recommendation from me uh trent what do you got for us uh i'm going to go with uh an album that i got for my birthday oh. uh and i got it on vinyl uh if anybody is looking for vinyl uh, and you don't have a record store by you, I just want to say that Target and Walmart have an amazing selection of vinyl. It's improved greatly. I'll I'll give him that for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I found uh, uh, the Fleetwood Mac record that I have. It's the one that everybody knows. I can't remember what it is. Uh, but they do have, like, different variants. Like, I have a, I, the Fleetwood Mac one I have is a clear vinyl. Uh, it's really cool. I have it posted on my Instagram. 
Um, but the one that I got uh, was from Target. I picked it out because <laughs> I wanted it. <laughs> um, was Eminem Curtain Call, The Hits. Uh, and that is a blue vinyl. It is very cool. I probably will wind up posting that one uh, on Instagram as well because I really just like the color of it. It's a translucent blue. Um, but I did want to go off with, uh, as you know, as the last one. Uh, for the last episode of an album that this actually means a lot to me because um, when I was going through rough times, I always listened to Eminem just because uh, rap was the one thing that I didn't have really uh, that much as a kid. Yeah, I was, you know, classic rock or, um, you know, just that 70s, 80s stuff. Um, and when I, you know, started to grow older, uh, I got, you know, interested in rap. And I remember... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sebastian uh, when him when Sebastian were in 7th grade uh, him and I both did uh, track and field um, and whenever we went to a a meet uh, one of the so- there was two songs that were always, always played uh, one was Don't Like by was that Chief Keef, Kanye West and a few other people and the other one was Fack by Eminem Oh, fuck. I remember that one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as seventh graders, we thought that song was funny and everything. Of course. Um, but, and everybody knows Shake That by Nate Dogg and Eminem. Uh, even if you don't know the name of that song, it's the two to the one to the one to the three. I let you, you know, that one. Shake um, that ass me. Shake that ass yeah. me. <laughs> um, but no, there's just. I mean, I could go through every Eminem record, but this is why I picked this one, because, you know, it's the hits. Um, and, uh, I mean, you've got Cleaning Out My Closet, which I shuffled through my, uh, like, all my like songs on Spotify, and that one came on the other day, and I just kind of sat there, and I was like, wow. I need to think of how much Eminem has grown and everything. I mean, he comes out with Cleaning Out My Closet uh, back in when, uh, on the Eminem show. And I think that was 2003, 2005, maybe somewhere around there. Um, and I mean that—that's—it's a hard-hitting song. Um, and then he comes out with headlights back in the Ma- Marshall Mathers LP two, where he you know apologizes for cleaning out my closet. Um, and yeah, that song is—it it always hits me uh, when I when that song comes on because it—I mean, it is—it's a very emotional song. And same with. Uh, Mockingbird and Light Toy Light Toy Light Toy Soldiers uh, gets me too, um, but uh, no, the Curtain Call uh, is a great album, and I do really um, think that you guys should listen to it. And I think, oh, that's right, this one has the has Stan with Elton John. Oh, oh my God, mm-hmm. that I remember the first time I saw that video. Uh, go watch the video with that because it make it makes the entire song. Um, and Stan is, Stan gets me a little bit too because that one's like, whoo. Um, but yeah, uh, go check out Eminem Curtain Call. Good shit. Go. Good shit, Sebastian. So, uh, you might have actually heard this one, Nate. I'm, I would be a little bit surprised if you actually haven't. Uh, there's a band I just found recently uh, called Secret Band. Mm. Um, 
I did not know John Mess had any other projects besides DGD, and uh, I was humbly surprised. Uh, this is the album LP2 that I checked out. Uh, it's the newest record that came out in 2019. Um, I was hooked right away. Like, I I've always wanted there to just be a song with just John Mess screaming because his scream style, I think it's probably the best hardcore sound I think I'll ever hear, to me at least. Just because I just think his... I, I just think his screaming is so emotionful like uh, um, sorry it's so emotive and it's just it does it sounds cartoony almost because it just it's like oh my god it's just it's so intense but he does it so effortlessly you know and i i know previous years he's had like you know problems with his voice and whatnot and like losing it during shows because his old stuff you know you can tell it was a little bit straining but this it sounds more intense but yet way more healthy uh, in LP2, you know, some of the songs on there I really, really liked. I love Moon. That's the last track on this. Moon was just, it was a ride the whole time. I mean, like, just the wild, like, banshee sounds that this dude makes. It's insane. Uh, I'm not sure if it has some DGD members, but I can kind of hear Will Swan, like, styled riffs in this well i don't know i was just, just saying i don't know if you know but the band secret band is dance game and dance without tillion basically like oh all, okay that makes sense that's mm -hmm. why i thought i was gonna say all the members are like dance game and dance it members sounds like a group just without tillion exactly. okay that makes sense yeah because like i can definitely hear um yeah i can definitely hear will swans playing and then um yeah, it's just it, it. I thought it worked really, really well. Honestly, Trent, uh, if you don't even like dance, still like if you just want to hear more of like maybe a heavier version without like this the very high pretty singing. Uh, uh, we, we we covered that whole thing. It's not that I don't like dance, Kevin. No, no, I, I know what you mean. It's just I haven't listened to him. You know, mm -hmm. it's. I still like I I covered that a few episodes back, like where it's just like it's that still a thing in my mind that's like I don't know. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, okay. I mean, like I said, I do understand if people don't like them. I'm not one of those people who are like, oh my god, how can you not like you know Dance Gavin? Dance? You yeah, you're not like him? Nate. <laughs> I mean, hey, you're a prox now, so it's fine. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I was also peer pressured, and but then again, like I started with um, my start was with the Kurt era, so I I feel like. I feel like it was just because my Fallout Boy face really kicked in when I was like listening to it, so that's why I really liked it right away. Cause like I I'm sorry, like Kurt Travis to me sounds like a he sounds like a more raw Patty Stump. Like I don't know why every time I hear him, it just sounds like Patty Stump, but without like without the crazy crazy vocals. You know, it's just more of the raw talent part. Um, but yeah, with with LP two going back to that. Uh, if you also like John Mess's very uh, wild uh, lyrics, you'll definitely enjoy this. I mean, I, I forgot what song it was, but he talked about like a penis pump for like, <laughs> for, like for like twenty seconds. I'm like, what the fuck is he talking? I'm about? intrigued. John, oh my god, John Mess's freaking lyrics are some of my favorite things. Because, like, nobody ever pays attention to him because it's just screamed most of the time. But, like, 
one of my favorite lines from him to this day is like you're sitting on a dildo pile and that's why your ass hurts oh yeah you know it's like here comes the winner oh yeah and i even covered uh on my music thing like i even covered petting zoo justice which that song is just a trip and a half you know like it's just like what the fuck is going on but that's I, i i like it a lot like i just love the zany energy and it definitely matched well with me watching the new Animaniacs reboot. So, like, I, I definitely think uh, if you don't like Dance Gavin Dance's, like, clean vocals, if you like more of their screaming, check out Secret Band, definitely. There you have it. All right. Well, in the next couple episodes or so, we will have our top 10 songs and our top 10 albums of the year. So be on the lookout for that. But let's conclude this episode. Trent, Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. We'll see you guys in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner Rips 808, and we are signing off.